Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnothaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Now entering Nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Isn't that crazy? We're experiencing things that we have never experienced welcome to cashing in with tj miller i'm cash levy and we have a very special guest today tj miller yes oh gosh thank you guys hey it's me tj so excited it's it's to great to have you always Thanks one of my favorite me. guests well, thank you, you know we're going to do here. some philosophy some advice uh, yes. we're gonna answer some of the biggest world questions we're gonna drink coffee while chewing on gum you know what it is talk about it, how that may be the it's most one disgusting host. it's one host it's one guest that's right and one host one guest one thousand answers no questions that's right we ask them and we answer them we answer them in, yeah. in an answer and you know how we always start tj miller How's that? With the triple banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. TJ, Abraham Lincoln, chick magnet? Not while he was alive, unfortunately. Another Van Gogh-like figure in history where he didn't reap the, the, the women, the female company in the warmest way. You know yeah, what I'm talking about. I understand. The warmest of all the ways. I'm sure his ghost got laid a lot, though. Yeah, but no, no. I think he's now, now he would get girls. Can someone have a life coach and still have parents that love them? Yes. I d- yeah, I dated someone like that. Yeah, because the life coach is a kiss of death, I think. Really? We'll get into that later. Okay. What's your favorite type of gambling? I like craps because it's like life. Roll them dice and hope seven don't come up. Seven's a figure from my past. When I was younger, he was a rapist that lived in my (laughs) neighborhood. Sorry, go ahead. Thanks for specifying. That's your triple banger lightning round right there. Triple banger lightning round. That's right. That was was exciting. I actually did a poker game recently. Yeah? Uh, Don't uh, don't play a high-stakes poker game if you don't know how to uh, shuffle. It's kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah, that is a bad Yeah. Kind of, uh, that was a tell, as it were. I don't know if you know the language. I do know the language, and I do know what a tell tell is. My tell was not being able to shuffle. Yeah, you can't. If you really want to be intimidating, you've got to be able to shuffle. Can you do the one-hand shuffle? No, I can't shuffle at all. Can you, uh, you know, I can cut a deck of cards with one hand. I learned it watching The Sting. Nice. Robert Redford and Paul Newman, 1977. Nice. Best best picture? I can do a 52 pickup. That's about all I can do. (laughs) Let's move on to where were you? Um, I just came from lunch with my friend Scott Armstrong, who was the writer and director of a movie that I was going to be in called Road to Nardo. Still might, but probably not, because Sony killed the project a little while ago. Very sad, very devastating, but a very good fennel bean soup. So, <laughs> that's where I was. But it was... Uh, we were at a place called, we were at this restaurant called Ammo, and it's very, very trendy, all very good food. But when we got there, the table wasn't ready, so they told us to go to the bar, and they said we could order, and then we ordered, and they said if we ordered, we had to stay at the bar, and we said, well, 
Okay, I guess you should have told us that. I said, oh, no, we can get you. There's a table up, and they sit us right next to another person I know, and in the, in the seats they are really close to each other. All these things. As I got, as we got up to leave, <laughs> I, I said, uh, this is what I said aloud to, uh, to Scott, and, you know, loud enough so that everyone could hear. I said, uh, <laughs> I said uh, gee, this restaurant, Ammo, has been shooting blanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you know, he didn't really laugh, but I think he was still sort of processing because it was funny, I felt. And then, you know, nobody laughed around me, but I think they were pretending that they weren't eavesdropping. So <laughs> it's a fun lunch. <laughs> yeah. Did you pre-tip? Hmm? No. You know why? Because the service was so awful. Because hmm. we always agree you pre-tip when, you know, the service is feels like it's going to be great. It doesn't even have to be great if you just get a cool vibe, energy, as it were, as Matt and Cash were talking about earlier. You know, then you then you pre-tip. But if it's bad service to start with, no, because you're going to want to leave a bad tip. Yeah, I was a bad waiter. Yeah, yeah. When I was starting comedy, and I wish people had pre-tipped. Actually, I don't think it would have helped. I should have put a lot you of pressure on. You just don't know me. how to open a wine. I, bottle. I didn't know how to open a wine bottle. I, I got the job. That's uh, <laughs> went to the top. I, I went to the top. I went to a fancy restaurant and said, "I can work. I put me to work." And uh, they said, "Do you have experience?" I said, "Absolutely, I do." Um, and I didn't know. I didn't know how to open a bottle of wine, and that was a real detriment because you're supposed to do it at the table. Right in front of them. It was terrifying. I was terrified when people... And they would ask, like, what kind of wine went with certain meals? And I would try to steer them away from the wine. I'd be like, I don't know if wine's the good... You know, <laughs> with that meal... With yeah. That wheel, I think that meal might be... You know, beer might be better or whiskey. Uh, anything that I don't have to open in front of your table and be terrified. I mean, I was a horrible waiter. I was in the weeds. They'd give me one table... And, you know, the expression is, I'm in the weeds. No, yeah, because it was in the weeds. Yeah, you worked outdoors in the, the patio. I was in the and weeds. there was a section that was <laughs> weedy, as it were. I was in the weeds after one table. They'd be like, can you handle another table? Like, no, I have two tables. That's my max. That's your max. order wine. I once dropped a, a steak knife down a woman's shirt. That's not, it's a, it's, that's it's a God-honest have, truth. Have you said I was this picking, before? I'm, I don't I'm, believe this. You're often saying I'm lying on a podcast. It's very hurtful. Yeah, I'm going to save it for the what hurts section. I honestly was taking the plate away, and a steak knife fell down her shirt. Did now, that's going to hurt your tip. Well, I guess what I'm saying is you. she knew immediately. I didn't right? try to stab Did her. Did she know immediately, though? Yeah. Oh, because I guess I always she imagine screamed. it. I don't know why, but whenever you, because you've told me this story before, whenever you say, yeah, I, I dropped a steak knife down a woman's uh, dress, I just, I guess I imagine it going down in between her shoulder blades and her not noticing. And then you behind her, like, yee, what do I do? Do I reach for it? And she keeps like turning around and be like, do you have any more salt? And you're like, ah, yeah, sure. Just don't move your shoulders, <laughs> madame. No, that, that's, that's how it's going to play in the movie. But really, uh, she, knew movie. she knew immediately. The movie's called In the Weeds, the Cash <laughs> Levy story. Weeds. Uh, so, so that's where, yeah, that's where you were. Uh, I just got back. I was well, a few weeks. I was in Afghanistan. Whoa, doing the troops thing. You're wearing a USO t-shirt. Hey, it's right there did on I, the chest. Yeah, did I bring that back for you? Yep. It was interesting. It was very hairy over there in Afghanistan. There was some kind of. Uh, I was over there for the mountain biking, but uh, <laughs> but then they. So they, it was not for the. Not for the. No. Then they they made me do some sets because they found I was a comedian. And uh, I, they, there was one day it was too dangerous to leave the base. Uh, it was called the Phoenix Camp in Kabul. They wouldn't let us leave the base. So I right. said, fine, uh, you know, no one's leaving the base today. <laughs> All of a sudden, this lady shows up in a van, Sergeant Pig. Right. And she goes... Uh, Sergeant Pig? Yeah, that was her name. She goes, I'm here to, take you, here to take you to the show. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I thought it was too dangerous to leave the base today. I thought everyone was just staying on this base. She's like, well, we put your posters up at the other base, and uh, they're here to see the show, and we can't let the terrorists win. That's what she said? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I swear to God. I know you didn't believe the steak story. <laughs> steak knife story. Not gonna lie. Now you're asserting you dropped an actual steak <laughs> down her dress? This guy. <laughs> But you don't buy a racing ticket from this one if you see him on the street and he's selling racing tickets, yeah. which is kind of an antiquated way of gambling. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So she goes, we can't let the terrorists win. She really said that. And I was, I was going, well, we, can't we just let them win just this once? I mean, you know, I'm, 
they can't lose all the time. We don't want to like dishearten them too much. Like I don't want to go over. I don't know how much the comedy show is letting them win anyway. You know what That's I mean? Right, right. I'm not sure how much they cared. Um, so we ended up going, and this was this was the part uh, that upset me. We stopped. Not only did we go, we stopped, and she had the tires rotated at like a an auto body shop. What? I swear to God. Was it a military vehicle? Uh, it, w- it was. It was. It was like a Toyota Land Cruiser type thing. We had been in, uh, you know, armored vehicles for the rest of the trip, and now we're in this with this this crazy yeah, lady with a, a handgun. You're and a I, Yukon. And I finally, I didn't want to be a jerk, but I wanted to say, finally I said something to her. I'm like, look, I, why are we... Uh, why are, I don't, why are we stopping in the middle of this war zone? Okay. And she goes, well, there's, you see, there's, there's barbed wire around the side. That's just the point. There's no barbed wire at my Jiffy Lube. You know, there's no, we're in a bad situation here. What are you going to do? Is this an area to? where the, you could have been killed? Well, I think there were some, uh, uh, IEDs, some, uh. Uh, you right, know, improvised explosives. Yeah, on the, they, had, they had found some, so they weren't letting people off the bases on this day, except for the comedians. So I got, so I got back in one piece, and it's it's great to see you, mm. uh, T.J. Miller, my first. So good host, to have you back since I've been back, and that that brings us to the essential questions of oh, human God, nature. Oh, this is my section that I love. Yeah, uh, and these are some of the important questions that people mm-hmm. might be pondering, and mm. this this one. I'll tell you where I thought of this one. I was actually flying back uh, from Afghanistan, and there was a bird that stowed away on our airplane. Um, it was a stowaway bird? It was a stowaway bird, and I was thinking, that is one uh, lazy-ass bird. You know, you've got the wings. But the flight was probably longer than it's it was used flight. to flying. I know, but I still lazy bird. Yeah? To fly on another bird, basically. I do. I think bird. That's, a la- that's lazy. So I, so I was thinking you... about it, yeah, and I was thinking... How pissed off is the ostrich, you know, has the wings but can't fly? It's kind of God's sort of joke on the ostrich, sort of the wing, sort of a wing tease. Well, what about penguins? Well, yeah. They, they have wings, they can't fly. But at least they can swim. They do have the swimming, but ostriches are fast, man. They might as well, they can run as fast as a cheetah. I don't think that's. I believe in my heart. Matt's looking it up. I don't believe that's the case. Cheetah may be a little bit faster. Ostrich is one of the fastest land animals. Here, but I'm still going to say this. I want to say this. First of all, if you haven't seen the YouTube video of the dog riding on the turtle, look it up. A dog stands on a tortoise, and the tortoise just kind of takes it for a ride. It's unbelievable. Really? Yeah, and that's a lazy dog. If you're as a dog, you can move so much faster than a tortoise. You'd rather take the ride. On the tortoise. Yeah. It's, I don't even know it's how no distance. Dog, and I don't even know how. Let's see. An ostrich can run 40 miles per hour. A cheetah can run 70 miles per hour. That is the exact same number of miles per hour. <laughs> exactly as I said. So basically, a cheetah can run almost Thank twice you. as fast as an ostrich. But ostriches are faster than, you know, most animals. They're a fast bird. What good is that? I always liked ostriches growing up. It's like a it's like I a did. it's like a fish that can't swim. They can stick their heads under the ground. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's it's a pretty bad situation for the ostrich. It's it like is a, a fish flight that tease. can't swim. It's a flight tease, as you said. It's a wing tease. I think it's a flight it's tease. It's God's cock tease on the ostrich. But a cock tease is a woman who is saying, Hey, I'm teasing your cock. Come and get it. A wing tease is he they have the wings. He's saying, look, you have wings, just like you have a dick. You want to come have sex? You have wings. Do you want to fly? Flight is the thing that they're missing out on. Yeah. If they didn't have wings and they can't fly, no one's sitting around going, I wish I had wings. Who cares about the flying aspect? I would just like the appendages (laughs) on either side. (laughs) I think it's sad. I do. And I think I agree. We're going to stay on the animal topics because there's another thing I was thinking about. And that's, I think people, people don't care enough about tuna fish. It's all about dolphins. You know, everyone's worried about the dolphin, but for some reason, no one cares about the tuna. Why is there no, say, tuna safe dolphin? Yeah. Well, that's a good point because I don't like when people, I, like, I don't like when vegetarians are like, I'm a vegetarian, so uh, I actually don't eat meat. So I don't kill animals for me to just have a hamburger. Now, if you'll excuse me, I would like to order. Can you give me the 
the trout, but it's the one where its head is still on. And you can see its spine and backbone and its dead eyes looking up at me being like, I don't eat meat. I eat fish. Obviously, you eat fish. I also eat fish. So it's weird. It's weird to me. Why are dolphins more important than fish? Because they're cuter. Isn't that weird, too? A cow's not cute, so you can kill a cow. But no one would ever eat a kitten. Yeah, that's true. You can't eat a kitten. So is a pig. You'll see me eating pulled pork on Saturday. What is the smartest animal that we eat? Pigs. Uh Uh-oh. He's looking it up. I think it's pigs. Yeah. The internet is an amazing thing. Where it's just like you just say, hey, the rest of the world, I have a question. And immediately... Do you ask more philosophical questions on the internet sometimes? Just like, uh, what should I do today? Have you ever asked Google that? No. It's fun to do. Yeah. See what comes up. What so, do do? okay, so that's the, one of the essential questions. We have that essential question. I think our our biggest essential question today is: uh, and this is a little topic change, but would you rather have sex with ten women from your past, in their prime, of course, or ten women you've never slept with before? Mm-hmm. That's animalistic. You know, we're talking about the animalism of a human being. Yeah. What do you prefer more? Ten women from your past in their prime. Or ten new women. That's right. How hot are the new women? How beautiful are they? They can be anyone you want them to be. Uh, So it's more, would you rather experience things you haven't experienced before or revisit memories? Revisit memories in their prime. I think I I would like to sleep with ten girls from the past. Yeah, see, you're rare. I'm I'm in the same boat. You're you're the only one I've ever asked this question. And most people say, let's do something new. I just I don't know how much better. And I I feel good about that. I think everyone should strive to sort of look at their life and kind of say, how much really better is it that I don't? You know, too many guys are like, I would if I haven't slept with a girl with huge tits but no ass and three ankles and all that stuff. It's like, how much better does it really get? Well, and by the way... Because I've had some fun times. Yes, I know I had you sex have. with this guy named Carl. <laughs> Rick. It was Rick. I had sex with this guy named Rick in, in Chicago. It might have been Tom. His name was Tom. Timmy. We called him Timmy. Yeah, yeah. I had sex with this, this guy named Timmy in, in Chicago. On the railroad tracks, you know? Yeah, it was exciting from yeah. what I heard. I saw <laughs> photos of it. Anyway, well, I, uh, that, was a, that was when I was on Tumblr. <laughs> Remember those old days? <laughs> yeah, Jesus. You, you're forgetting, too, when people answer this. Most people, almost 90% of people answer that they'd rather have the new girls. Why? But you don't remember how hot all those people were when they were young. Everyone's hot when they're young. You don't remember how good-looking everyone was in their prime. And some of the girls... You could have sex with the girls that you had sex they were in their 30s. You could have sex with them when they were 18. How great would that to be to be able to have sex with a younger version of a mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. that used to be your girlfriend? I'd love to have sex with the 18-year-old version of my... Well, to be honest with you, maybe not. Because maybe, you know, maybe it was awful. And you didn't know it? Yeah. Some, it some so people get better at intercourse. That's obvious. Yeah, it's Sexual prime or physical prime? Ooh, that's oh, right. He's sexual right. Sexual prime or physical prime? Sexual prime or physical prime? I think you can take him anytime you want him. So what do you think? <laughs> this is just the weirdest <laughs> brothel of Cash Levy's mind. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. Welcome to the brothel of Cash Levy's mind. It just says your face like, Bert. Um, I love describing facial expressions on a podcast, by the way. So it's a, yeah. it's a good move. Um, yeah, I think if it's sexual prime, yeah. But then, hmm. Then here's my question. Yeah. If you could do that, would you go back? Let's take your wife, for instance. Would you go back and have sex with her when she was in her sexual or physical prime? Or would that ruin it for you? Yeah, no, yeah, you don't no, yeah, you don't want to do it with someone you're currently with. Because then you have, you know you're going to be constantly comparing. Yeah. But, oh, she said she was so much better when she was seventeen. Yeah. So you have to only do it with girls you're not going to see again. Or it's bad when she's seventeen and you get back to the present day and you're like, that was so weird. Why was it so bad? Yeah. And then you've cheated on your wife with a her. younger version of herself. And yeah. does she know or not? By the way, <laughs> you, we got, have to you can't tell her. her. If you if she doesn't know, you can't tell her. You can never tell a you can woman. Never tell her that you this, slept I've with her said past this. self. 
I've always said this: never tell a woman you had sex with her younger self. Her younger in self in the past. So you'd have to, yeah, that'd be the distinction. You don't do it. You can't tell. No matter how much you love someone, if your you girlfriend can't tell had sex things. with you when you were seventeen and didn't tell you, and then you found out, would you be pissed off? No, I would ask, how was it? Because I know it would have been worse. It would have been bad. You really think you've improved? Oh, for sure. I mean, I was, you know, I always was okay. I'm not like a Don Juan, but I think, I, I, was always, I always had trouble getting an erection. That was my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Was when I was 16, I was so nervous the first time that that stayed with me. I was always be too nervous to perform, you know, and I think I've gotten better at that at least. God, I used to... You would, I wouldn't even want to have sex sometimes in high school with a girl because I'd be like, if I can't, if this isn't some sort of relationship and I can't get an erection, then she goes and tells this kid, Phil, and he whoops my ass <laughs> in City <laughs> Park after school. This is a whole different scenario. I never, I, I had problems <laughs> not, I had problems not having an erection at all yeah, times. Well, yeah, well, most times. people have problems not. I was worried I would have an erection well, uh, too, too early. Did you ever have a problem with premature ejaculation? Uh, no, it, what helps is if you don't care if she enjoys it or not. I don't, it, it's never premature if you don't care. That's true. Like, too many people care about if their partner enjoys themselves. You we do come off about mean on the podcast. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you, have I will say admit, this, listen, you have to admit you no, care more about, about no, the pleasure of some than others. That, that's my trade-off. I don't, I've never suffered from premature ejaculation, but that's because I can't get an erection. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, you know, but how I often, do fine. I'm very pleased with. Let me how ask you this: How often do you want them to have an orgasm? Every time? I think, do you, do you, or do you think uh, maybe once goal, every two or three I times? Goal, and the theme of this episode is definitely animalism. Yeah, it's the animalistic desire, desire, animalism, uh, which I'm not positive is a word, but I feel like I've been very confident every time I've said it. Yeah. Well, you're confident about everything except if your penis is going to work. I yeah. I think, you know. Do you care how often? Do you I, care I think, if she I has think you one every aim time? For one, I think you aim for one for one. Really? One to one. Unless it's a time crunch. Then I think a time woman has to understand. Yeah. I think you're off the hook. But I will say this. I think you go one for one, and I think when you start getting into the territory where girls are like, wow, that's that guy's a good lover, which is sort of what you want eventually. You don't uh-huh. want a girl to be like, his dick is so big, or he's no, so no, good at fucking. No, no, you want him to say you're a good lover. You, you're you're you you aim for about two. She she orgasms twice every one time that you orgasm. Oh boy, yeah, you've put a big bounty on your head there. That's a tough one. That's and a I tough one. You can't always achieve it. I know that it's out there, but just as a hypothetical, to is this be an nice, advertisement. You're single. Just being nice. Much. Is this, no, an, no, no, is this no, no, an advertisement no. or is this a? No, no, I'm not. Single. Right, I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm you're really trying to get saying, laid from our podcast. <laughs> you see I'm people really, do that on stage. I'm I've worked truly, with guys where it's like his whole act is based. I worked with a guy. I'm not going to say who it was, but it just. He, he's become quite famous, and I think his entire show is based on trying to get laid from the stage. If a, if a married guy does stand-up, and it's autobiographical material, and he never mentions his wife, that's the guy who's trying to have sex on the road. So, so there's that, too, for sure. Mm, if, you're talk, sure. if you're doing observational humor, I think... Maybe, I don't think maybe you, don't, you don't always do it, but that's because your material isn't always, isn't about like, hey, listen to this story, and I have this problem, here's right. what my kid's like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's different. It's different for different. But I think if you, you know, there's different ways of. But I'm definitely not trying to get laid on the podcast. The end of that. <laughs> I know, I'm giving you a hard time. But I do. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you aim two for two for one. Two for really, one is outlandish. But also, here's that's the, outlandish. Well, here's the thing, though. Even some, an ostrich listen, doesn't so, require I think, that. I think. Listen, I think some women and ostrich are so much. They require it so much less than cheetahs. Cheetahs are very necessary. They're needy lovers. <laughs> You understand? <laughs> you found that that you found that out the hard I, way, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. I found that out the soft Yogi. way. Well, for me, it was the soft way. You were way. shooting Yogi Bear. Yogi. Found that out. New Zealand cheetahs, they'll get you. Yeah. 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 Um, no. No. Look, there were a there, hundred years ago. Uh, there, it wasn't Some women common knowledge that women even can have orgasms. No, but they can't. Look. I went out with one girl where it was like a, it was almost like a them. carnival game. It was like you had to she just kept flip doing a certain around. switch and tickle one part that was in a different yeah. area, and there was all kinds of stuff that was going on. And there was a lot of time there wasn't time for the t- the, the carnival game, the tickle switch, the tickle switch. There's not always time for the tickle switch. No, 
A bumper sticker. Another bumper sticker. We should have Skyriders after every show doing this. I would be down. Sometimes there's no time for the tickle switch. (laughs) In any event, I think think it's great that you've uh, mastered this problem. Shoot for the moon. Now, I'm not saying I achieve that. I shoot for two to one, and then I would say she orgasms once a year or every 500,000 times we have sex. Mm Mm-hmm. Bottom line, to, to, to finish the essential questions of human nature, um, you're going to say that you would rather sleep with the uh, the, the girls in their I think prime. Because the prime, I, I, like, I feel the same way. I, I feel like, like a I lot miss, of the people that I dated. Right? I'll be honest. So did I. I'm friends with most of them that have allowed me to be friends with them. And I really like those people. I think it's a shame you can't. A lot of girls don't want to be friends afterwards. Or a lot of people don't want to be friends afterwards. Because these are you only make what twenty good friends in your lifetime, really truly yeah. quality friends, and to say goodbye and never see them again just because you happen to not be fooling around anymore seems ludicrous. It's tough, but here's the thing: is there's too much emotion involved <clears throat> within the the breakup, and I think that um, you know, eventually there was some reason why you spent a year or something hanging out with someone, and we only get a few of those in our lifetime. But that's I another tough thing about mahogany, mahogany, monogamy. A tough thing about monogamy is. Wouldn't it be a wish that human beings had the capacity to sort of sleep with the, you could date like, you know, five women that gave you different things and they could date other men that gave them different things. And you didn't have to put all the pressure on, hey, you need to be so perfect for me, just the two of us, that we can make it through the rest of our lives together. That's a, that's a, you know, that's a, it's a high... Yeah. What would you call that? A high call? It's a tall order. Tall, tall order. order. That's what you That's call a tall it. A waiter, order. Would, a waiter would call that a tall order before tall they order. Sla- smashed a, a glass uh, off the table and, you know. Threw a snake knife. Threw a steak knife down snake your back. Knife. We just got the Ste- breakdown of the smartest oh. animals uh, the in the world. the smartest animals. And uh, I'm going to see how you do. Oh. This is Ask TJ section. It's a new yeah. section. Guess what the smartest that we eat. What is the smartest that we eat? So is this in an order? Uh, This is in order. We don't eat some of these. Right, right. I only went up to the point. In fact, we the sixth smartest animal we eat. But beyond that, we don't generally... Okay, smartest animals, the monkeys, the smartest. You are correct. The chimp is first. Chimp. Are they breaking them down? Because then after that's the orangutan. No, orangutan's third. Is it? Yeah. Um, Chimpanzee? No, the, oh, dolphin. the dolphin is second. Dolphin is two. The dolphin is two. Which How really, it, two? it doesn't have any arms or legs. What does it do? How would you like that to be so smart and all you can do is swim around? Do you think they're ever in the ocean and they're like, "What is happening?" I could be solving problems. I hear the humans talking about issues that they have with the environment. We know how to solve it, but we can't talk and we don't have arms or legs. We just sound cute when we go. Ee. I think we like the the music they make with their with their voices, but the dolphin, uh, you know, that's what I was saying about the dolphin say tuna. Maybe they've uh, just convinced us they're smart. They are smart because we're not eating them. They've proven it. I mean, they certainly are cute, and it is weird that they're endangered. They are for being so smart. We are concerned with their health. What if they end up taking over and they're dicks? Then you'll all be sorry that you didn't have, t- you know, dolphin killing tuna. If they evolve a little bit from some weird chemical and then they come out and they're just like the worst guys ever. Like, can't you imagine dolphins would wear visors? Like and they're smart, but they're they cut off their sleeves. Yeah, they're, they're like, jerks. hey, bro, I went to UMass. Get it? <laughs> but my buddy went to MIT. We're looking to crush pussy. What are you up to, fag? And we're like, Jesus, I wish I had eaten tuna that killed these yeah, assholes. these assholes. Dolphins. They, they get right out of the wire. They start picketing. The wild. They start picketing the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like, they wouldn't picket. They'd come in. Hey, hey, you pieces of shit. You know, we could talk with our minds, right? And our eyes shoot lasers. We just did, we weren't able to do anything with it. Are these uh, these dolphins are from Jersey. They are uh, construction workers from Brooklyn. <laughs> from Brooklyn, pretty much the the go to in these situations. The elephant is fourth on the list of smartest animals. Um, I was in Thailand w- with my wife for our, like honeymoon type thing, and uh, yeah, type they, thing, and not they, a honeymoon. And I felt we were supposed to ride a yeah, elephant, and I just felt bad. I just felt it just felt mean. Why? It just didn't. Uh, the elephant didn't like it. They don't like that. They're so huge. They I don't, don't even like think it. they feel it. Look, think how big they. They are. don't like it. 
They don't. <laughs> they, you can tell. Seriously, you can't tell. It's demeaning. They they're they're attached to a chain. There's no demeaning for an elephant. An elephant uh, is not in its mind being like, I look stupid no, in this weird sensitive. headdress. They're very sensitive animals. Baloney. It's mean. Why? Because they're scared of mice. You know what? The podcast's making you look mean now. It's true. <laughs> But no, seriously, it, fuck it was, a bunch of dolphins, and elephants are fine. So I didn't ride the uh, elephant the entire trip, because I felt guilty. And then at the end, um, I wanted a glass of water, and they tried to charge me for it, and I got angry. And the girl in charge was about 14 years old, and I snapped at her, and I said, I was told our elephant would play the harmonica, which is the truth. Because I was angry, because I didn't get my water for free. And she was like, do you want to see the elephant party? I'm like, that's what was promised. Is that true? Was yeah. it promised? Yeah. I'm like, that's what was promised. I paid to see an elephant play a harmonica. <laughs> and the elephant was already gone. And she said, well, you can wait. He'll be back in two hours. I'm like, I'll wait. No. Yeah. And then. Uh, Did you wait? I waited about 20 minutes and decided that I had, you know, I mean, how You're stubborn are you going to be? Yeah. You know, how stubborn are you going to be? I was told. It's like a man going, I was told the elephant <laughs> would play the harmonica. <laughs> I knew, and I'm not leaving. That's all I had. That's all I had on her. That's all I had. Uh, Crow is fifth. The crow. The crow. Fifth smartest animal. I don't know. That doesn't seem accurate to me. That doesn't seem. The the experience I've had with crows doesn't make me think they're, you know, the most intelligent creature was the one that stowed away on that airplane. Maybe a lazy bird, but that was just a regular bird. Well, parrots must be out there. They can talk. They're not on this list. Well, that is baloney. Well, that, anyway, I eat parrots is the end of that whole story. <laughs> I ate a parrot in Peru, and, uh, you know, it tastes like hamster. You ever eaten hamster or guinea pig? Anyway, tastes almost identicals. <laughs> yeah, mm. the crow. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to move on now. I know there's been a few people in the past. I'm going to go for this full speed. Yeah. There have been a few people in the past who have said that the crow is a stupid animal, and when they find out... That it's a smart animal, they end up eating crow. Literally, they have to eat the bird as a, because they lost a bet. Yeah, they and say, that's where that phrase crows comes are from. stupid. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat one. And that's where that expression comes from. Eating crow. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly that's where it comes from. Back in the early twenties. No, everything happens for me in the early twenties. In the early eighteen twenties. Yeah, eighteen twenties. All lanterns crow. and coal back then. Practical living in the modern age. We're going to move along. I love this section. This, this is, is my great. favorite section. And you've got one. You, you've got a, a, a system for uh, using your phone you wanted to tell us about. Well, here's the thing. We, the phone, phones, and I have, I have very big opinions about mobile phones. <laughs> and I like that's the, that's the beginning of my keynote address at like the worst convention, tech convention ever. <laughs> it's in the basement of a Radisson in East Hollywood. <laughs> here's, I've got a lot of big opinions about phones. Uh, you know, I think that phones take so much of our life away from us because we're so plugged into people that are around us, but we never use them when we're in our present situations. Whenever we, whenever we're off the phone, we're like, okay, I'm off the phone. I'm not going to go back to the phone. I want to, but sometimes we're in awkward situations. I all the time fake getting a phone call in elevators. There's an elevator. I get on. I'm tired. It's been a difficult day. You know, I, some, there's a small Asian woman who slapped me in the face because she thought I was shoplifting. Something like that happens, you know? Yeah. That's the kind of thing. And, and you ever get those guys in the elevator? They're like, hey, crazy weather, huh? I'm like, yeah, it is, man. It's pretty crazy. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Man. How long you... Uh, how long you been in LA? You in the business? And you're just like, oh God. And they're like, I have a, I actually started my own production company. I, I will. I'll take a phone call. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'm, yeah? And then you just go. Yeah, away. I'll take a phone call every time someone asks, uh, you know, how I know I wanted to be a comedian or how you start to do comedy. Yeah. Those two questions. You sound you mean take on the, the phone podcast. Call. Yeah. <laughs> But you got to do that. And then do you hang up on people also when you don't feel like talking yes, anymore? Yes, and pretend like, like, like it's a reception. reception. You just yeah, hang up. And I don't even to. think we bother anymore to make up. You know, back in the day, you make excuses. Say you're under a bridge or you're hanging out with a Call troll just or drop, something. Yeah. But now you just, you don't uh, even say anything. It's so sad. I used to use that with an ex-girlfriend who I fought with a lot. 
if she was just yelling at me and yelling, and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I couldn't abate her with any kind of apology or reason, I would just hang up. And then I'd text her bad service area. It's like, let her cool down. <laughs> let her cool down for That's right. a couple of miles. Practical living in the modern age. Uh, I've got one. Yep. Uh, I've got a system for getting apartments. Uh, if you want to get an apartment, here's how you do it. You show up. You know, oh, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah, this, this is, is amazing. how I got my this current apartment. Yeah, this You're how living I got my in an apartment as a result of the story right now. It's amazing. I hope we never listen to this podcast, but you walk around <laughs> when, you, when you're showing the apartment and you look around, you're like, oh, yeah, I could see putting some moldings up over there. I could see uh, kind of fixing up the light fixtures over in that corner. And you start kind of talking to yourself while they're around. You're looking to rent, right? Yeah, you're looking to rent. And then you turn to them and you say, you know, I'm the kind of guy that likes to get his hands dirty. You know, it's just me. A lot of people say, uh, hey, why would you fix up a rental? Why would you do something like that? You're, right? You're not going to get that money back. And I don't know, maybe I'm stupid, but I'm just the kind of guy that just likes to leave a place better than he found it. That's me. That's who I am. Can you believe it? That's it the kind worked. of guy I am. He lives in an amazing oceanfront and, and apartment. They think, in, you know, right. And I'm the handyman there. They, they think I know what I'm doing. And I don't. I can't fix it. I don't even have a wrench. He's I don't never. Have he a, doesn't own. I don't have a screwdriver. Hammer. Yeah. And that's it. You don't even think he owns any nails. <laughs> you know what he uses the hammer for to threaten people to go buy him nails. Yeah. I have a friend that that kind of comes by and helps. And then my wife's uh, my wife's dad was a, a contractor, right. so things build up, and he comes into town and kind of helps out. And uh, but that's how you get an apartment. You make that speech, and then that they think, so "Oh my smart. God, I can give my partner this guy. He's going to fix up the windows." Now, the last apartment I was at, he kept he did mention it a few times. He's like, "You know, I, I kind of you had talked about kind of. I mean, I actually talked about uh, b- building like a bar in the wall. Like, uh, <laughs> and, and he was like, you had mentioned you might do a little see through thing where the kitchen turns into the living room, and you put a little bar area. Like, and I'm like, I haven't got around to that yet. Or you see what that. I do with the deck area? I yeah, uh, I really fix that thing up. Uh, varnish. That's my secret. Varnish. <laughs> So that's how you get an that's apartment. That's so smart. And we'll talk about we don't have to take this now, but you are you've got some amazing you're the you're the guru of the practical not, uh living in the modern age. He's this guy's snuck into numerous Yeah, we have to do an episode of events. Snuck in a, he calls know. them sneak ins. Yeah, I've done uh, you know, four Super Bowls and uh, suck you know, uh, never hundreds. paid for a ticket, just gets in on sheer bravado, yeah. confidence and brashness. Yeah. Movies, sporting events. We're going to talk about that, but we'll. That's a whole practical living day other thing. that we're going to have. I'm going to move along to what hurts, TJ. Um, I've got some some knee pain, you know, and I think sometimes it's from swinging out. When I get out of a car, I like to have it be like in the movies when a woman gets out of a car. I swing my legs all the way out. They sort of softly touch down once they've been horizontal out from the car. I'm wearing high heels. And then I stand up and I sort of kind of shake out my legs, you know, like they do in yeah. the films. Yeah. I think that's been hurting my knees. Yeah. I'm. You know what? When my back hurts, which happens sometimes, everything becomes a stretching device. You got to stretch. Uh, every single yeah. thing I see, you see me uncoiling myself. If I shake someone's hand, I start stretching. You got to stretch. my leg out. You got to stretch. Uh, those are our... Uh, what hurts? We got tiny opinions coming up. Tiny yes. opinions. I've got it's some tiny opinions. Um, I went to a Weezer concert. Right. And uh, everybody. Which I was, saw them last night. Did you really? I saw them in at the Adobe Max Bash. So Adobe, the software company, threw a huge party downtown. There was like a Cirque du Soleil premiere size event. Okay. And a Weezer played. Nice. Well, I saw them a couple weeks ago, and everyone was standing outside the stadium going, I need a ticket. I need a miracle. Have you ever heard people yell that? I need a miracle. Weird. I need one ticket. Now, I think you only get one miracle in each lifetime. Do you really want to waste years on concert tickets? To What happens, yeah, what happens 10 years from now, you need a new kidney, and God's like, sorry, dude, remember that guitar pick you caught at the Weezer concert? That was when I carried you. Those were my footsteps in the sand. <laughs> right? You don't want to burn... Your miracles. miracles. Okay, that's my first tiny opinion. Don't burn your miracles. People pray at the wrong times. I I think I have a tiny opinion. A lot of people do this, but I just, I can't stand when people, and I know Louis C.K. and some people will tell you about it, but can't stand when people say, that's amazing. 
That is amazing. When something's not amazing. Reserve those. Save it. Exci- yeah. You cheapen it. You cheapen the phrase. And also, yeah, I can't say it. You know, I saw, uh, you know, I, I, I saw, I, I, I saw you, uh, I saw you organize your garage. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? No, you spent a half an hour just throwing shit away. That's not amazement worthy. Yeah. I think people use the word brilliant that way. Yeah. Oh, he's, brilliant. he's a brilliant, brilliant actor. writer. Brilliant, brilliant actor. Comedian. Really? Yeah. He was playing opposite a monkey. Yeah. Which was a brilliant performance. Yeah. Have you so seen are- Normit? On just a side note? No. Norbit? Norbit, I haven't seen it. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about it later. Uh, trust you me, reserve a, reserve a Sunday afternoon, sister. <laughs> you get yourself a movie night in the afternoon. So, so we, we got some tiny opinions. Uh, one question someone asked was, if you had to lose an arm and you could sleep with whoever you want the rest of your life, would you do it? And my answer would be, and this affects my tiny opinion, um, I think that's what Def Leppard's drummer did. I think it was a direct trade with like a the oh, devil. That's just like to a say, right? <laughs> I think it was like a devil where he just he met with the devil, right. and the devil was like, "An arm, I, I will give you rock stardom. An arm for your troubles. Just an arm for your troubles." Sounds like a poor <laughs> British boy. He's uh, he's British, you know, just yeah, to give him devil. some texture, you know. Like, but don't, I think he made a deal with the devil. It's pretty amazing that he's able... A drummer with one arm is... That's almost the most impressive... That should get you laid no matter what. Yeah. Although I think if you're... I think if your drummer only has one arm and he plays just as well as he did before he lost the it's arm... It's like I'm a, he leg, may, I'm no, a he may not have professional been, skier. But he may not have been that great of a drummer in the first place. If he's just as good as he was. Right. You should lose something, right? Right. If he had had another arm, think what an amazing band that would have been. Yeah. Yeah, they would have the twice as good of drumming. Right, you would think. You know, mathematically speaking. Yeah. Hmm. Twice the twice the drumming skills. If you had to lose a leg or an arm, which would you do? Uh, an arm. Yeah. Everybody says arm. Yeah, you'd have to. I have a different opinion. Lose your leg, but then hold your own leg and hop around beating people. <laughs> Until they take you to jail. It's <laughs> okay. a good idea. You know, a lot Guys, of people think it's... try so- the reverse. Try losing an arm and kicking your arm at people. That's not nearly... You're going to lose one of them. Go out well, with a bang. Look, there's there's an example of this. There's the uh, the surfer that lost her arm surfing. And everyone says it's so great that she's out surfing. It's so courageous. But I think it's 25% less courageous because the shark has... 25% less, like, limbs to go for, right? So, do I look like a jerk on it's the not, podcast? No, I like it. It's not, it's not as I mean, you only dangerous. have so many things. It's not as dangerous for her now. She has a lot less to lose. The shark has less targets. I, I hate the idea of a shark attack. That's my tiny well, opinion. Yeah. Now, a lot of people say they're afraid of sharks. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I fear, I fear very few things in terms of death, okay? I mostly fear a car accident. Which is weird because I don't really act like when I drive. But the point is, I hate the idea of a shark attack. More than a bear mauling you, more than a lion killing you, the shark, the giant shark eating your legs. It's so big and slippery. That's so, that's the worst part. The slipperiness, that's my tiny opinion. The slipperiness of a shark attack is going to be the worst. Why is the last moments that you're touching something, why is it so gross and slippery? I hate it. Just the fact that the I sharks hate the attack, idea of a shark attack. Just the fact that they attack, I think they, you know, the dolphins were number two on the list. Not a shark doesn't make the list. I think we've made them suffer. And that's why they attack us. They are yeah. stupid, though. They're the like off about why they're, they're the like lions are smart animals. Sharks are just dumb giant. You know, they're like a bear. They're like Ugh. they just have razor sharp teeth and the slipperiest, grossest skin. It is slippery. You don't like that feeling, right? Yeah, you, you, you touch a dolphin. A shark is like that worse, but it's eating your legs and your lower intestines, yeah, which is as okay. you're touching its growth with tiny little beady eyes. At least have giant eyes. Yeah. 
I would rather be eaten by something with huge eyes than at least like you an have a connection. Yeah, like an owl. An owl, an owl would be terrible. Yeah. That's also no. It would, it would it would have huge eyes. So you'd be, it would be comforting. I would rather big giant eyes. What, what has giant eyes? A dragon. You think of a dragon as giant eyes? Don't try to you know plug your movie. Come on now. How to Train Your Dragon Two will be in theaters 2013 summer and look for the uh, television show on Cartoon Network <laughs> this fall. We're moving along. We've done tiny opinions. Now we're going to do the uh, Ask the Maskers. Uh, section we call it maskers right and uh we've had some some of our uh listeners have uh tweeted us and want to want to know what's going on in the world and uh let's do uh, it yeah uh tootsie pop uh six asked us what to do about box elder bugs now are those a real thing yeah first i can find out what they are well that and i think that's it that's our answer you got to find out what they are. You got to make friends with them. You don't. You don't know what to do about something unless you know what it is. I could go. To you got to club them. You got to club the bucks. Club bucks. clubbing things. You got to club them. I think em. if you're hitting the table, it's making the strangest okay. echoing sadness. <laughs> but, but apart from that, I do appreciate your enthusiasm. You got to club them. But before you can club an animal, what do we always say? Before you can club an animal, you have to know what it is. Yeah. If somebody says to you, you got to go club a looster farf. You'd go, what is that? Yeah. That's the first thing. So are box elder bugs real? They are. What are they? Uh, they're, a, they're a black with red and orange markings bug. They live in maple ash trees, and uh, they, their size is up to a, a half an inch. Where are they found primarily? Uh, well, in the ash trees, maples. That type of thing. I think stay Inside away the from the trees. Stay yeah. away from stay these maple the and ash yeah. trees. Eventually, all the trees will be gone. So did I don't you think say ash tree? I did. Because that just sounds like somebody's mispronouncing ash tray. <laughs> Y'all put out your butts, put them here in this ash tree. <laughs> this ash tree here. We also got the maple tree, but don't get near there because box elder bugs will bite you. Well, I don't know why this person's asking us this question because this is how it's to get rid an, of box elder bugs. It's probably, an, it's probably an epidemic where they're living. Well, um, you know, there's box elder bugs have. The power to attract more of their kind with a released odor. Gross. So they have a, a sense of weighing, you know, they have bad breath, and then they they bring other... What if bad elders. breath was sexy? That'd be helpful. We would yeah. do the... Exa- think about it. The world would be the opposite. They'd sell garlic pills and stuff instead of gum. So much of your life is focused on not having bad breath. Have you ever thought about that? It's, it's a constant thing to think about. It's an impossible battle. And yeah. some people don't care. Some people just don't think about it, and they smell awful. My breath smells like coffee right now. I'm going to try and keep my distance from you guys until I get some gum. Because halitosis is one of the worst social diseases. It's disgusting. Do you have an opinion? I, you know, I had it written down in tiny opinions to, to bring that up, and now we're past that point. We'll talk we're about it in the next masks. episode. Next episode. We're now we're masking the ass. God, now I did it. Shit. We're masking. <sighs> this... Is a section called maskers, and I always, you know, it is. So, do you answer the, the question? How do you get rid of the box elder bug? I'm not really for killing what any. To do about it. What to do about it? I'm uh, what to do about it. I'm not for killing animals. Uh, what to do about it? I is say make friends with them. Get the word out. Cash, I didn't even are. know what they were. Start a campaign. Awareness. What do we do with AIDS? Box awareness. elder. Yeah, box elder awareness. That's a AIDS start. and box like elder. A, awareness. Maybe a ribbon, like an ash-looking mm. ribbon. You know what? Hey, that ribbon's on fire. Put it out in the ash tree. <laughs> okay. That's uh, maskers. We're moving on to uh, the, our final uh, part of the show, and this is uh, one of my favorites. This is mine, I think. Uh, yeah, this is Tickling the Oracle, and we're going to tackle a really big, big topic ones. this yeah. time. Uh, is ours the only universe? <sighs> and uh, I, I think it's really far-fetched to think that ours could be the only universe. Uh, I think that's ludicrous. <laughs> Uh, I I do. Yeah. I think there must be thousands yeah. of planets. I think there are people on other planets yeah. doing that look like us, maybe even doing a podcast for right sure. Now. <laughs> you can imagine. It's so it's so overwhelming. I think too many people when you ask this question, you know, they don't even really think about the gravity of it because the human mind can't really grasp the idea of infinite space. 
But if there's infinite, if the universe is infinite, then there's definitely other planets with other organisms, and they could be similar to us. If it goes on and on forever, there's definitely something almost exactly similar. Absolutely. It's a real weird one. So that's why I say... And do you think the aliens uh, have come? you think they've come here? I think it's weird when the aliens come. Uh, they always... They always uh, crop circles. Well, they always probe people. And what's what concerns me is I don't understand why people are so afraid of being anally probed by an alien. Because if you think about it, you may not like to be anally probed by a person, but by an alien, different body parts. Also, it might be enjoyable. Also, their superhuman intelligence, would, they're probably really great at anal probing. They might be experts at it. If that's the first thing they want to do, they're probably Maybe good at it. Maybe they're trying to come and communicate to people, hey, anal probing is the way that we sort of jump forward technologically. And people just, it's socially not acceptable. Some people are ashamed of it. Yeah. I think there's definitely a lot of different uh, universes, different humans on those universes. I think it goes on forever. But I I will say, sometimes I equally believe that it is possible that we just, uh, we are the one in 10 trillion, 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 trillions of trillions of trillions of trillions of possible, possible, possible situations where there just happen to be human life. It is possible that this is just this whole universe thing is just a shitty giant expanse of rock and debris. And then on this planet, for whatever reason, there's these people like, "What happened? What is it? Well, is there a god? <laughs> what is love? Is it real?" I think and it's really, just us. Dolphins are swimming around going, hope there's no tuna around here. They cause a lot of problems for us. Yeah. <laughs> and the box elders? The box elder bugs are going, why doesn't anybody know who we are? And good thing, because we're spraying. We're spraying <laughs> odors at one another. Box elder bugs. <laughs> I think that's going to wrap it up for us. That's got us. Thank that you for having me, T.J. Miller. Cashing in with T.J. Miller. It's such a thrill to have you on the show. Cash Levy, people want to see you live. Where do they go? How do they find uh, out? Go to cashlevy.com, and you'll see like uh, archives of where I've been. I need to update my schedule, but He's check on me the out Facebook. online. I'm on the Facebook. It's like a newfangled thing where people like friend you and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, T.J. Miller, where can they find you? T.J. Miller does not have a website.com. As you know, that's where the tour dates are. Come see me live. Come up afterwards and be like, I hated your podcast, and I want my money back because your comedy show wasn't. It was. It was like little Debbie after you've thrown up one of her cakes. You know, <laughs> that's what it, the experience was like. Or follow me on Twitter at not TJ Miller, and check me out on Clout. That's a new one. It's a new one. Yeah, and not on LinkedIn. You're never going to give oh, it. God damn it! If I get one more fucking LinkedIn. No more LinkedIn request. requests. Enough. Yes. Yeah. You know what I did? My aunt Janice LinkedIn requested me. I, I've cut her off. She's dead to me now. <laughs> I haven't talked to her in two years. It's true. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, we just found out you can vacuum. A vacuum will also help eliminate your box elder bug problem. Simply suck them up and throw them out. Is that true? Wow. That's. Uh, that's so vicious. Sometimes I, I, don't know I how we say justify the killing of animals. I, I, no, no, vacuum just sucks elders. it up and then you let them go free. I, I have a feeling they die when they get sucked into a vacuum cleaner. You don't know that, but I'll say this. Sometimes I say that when you're having trouble with a woman or ladies, you're in trouble with a man. Just suck them up and throw them out. It's good advice. Yes. Now leaving Nerdist.com.